the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. San Diego, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and the returning George Allman. Good morning, guys. Good, Good morning. Morning, fellas. Good morning. Be- beautiful day this morning. Beautiful, beautiful Incredibly morning. Incredibly clear outside. Did anybody bother to look at their uh, thermometers to see how cool it was? 41. Yeah, it's, it's getting cool. Yeah, it the trees are getting chill. Yes. The crescent moon was gorgeous, and that was Venus Yes, just below it. That was right next to it. How yeah. did you know? I had to look it up. Because it's so bright. Oh. It's about the brightest one. Is that why everybody calls me Venus? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. Beautiful, beautiful morning, and we're supposed to have a continued week of, or the coming week is supposed to be cool and warm and cool and warm. I guess we're going to have a Santa Ana event, event today and tomorrow. Oh, really? But the the red flag warning is to the north of us this time. And then it's supposed to be cool next week. And they're they're starting to tease a hint of rain, of possibly rain by next weekend. Oh, well, we could use it. We can. Um, There's a surf warning, I think, this this week, too. High surf, yes. High surf advisory. High surf advisory, coastal flooding, and all that fun stuff. I didn't check with my... But he can to see if he was going to go out and go surfing. But it's supposed to be a, a nice northwest swell coming in. You know, it's interesting, and I don't, I don't, I don't remember there being king tides when I was a kid. No, we called them high tides. Yeah, yeah I, I, I understand that, but I don't remember them being as big as they are. We have some friends that live over in in Del Mar, right across the street from the North Torrey Pines parking lot. And when we go over to see him and there's a king tide and you're driving by the estuary, it's incredible how much water is in in that lagoon. Agreed. They, it's I mean, fed it, by it, the it, Pacific Ocean. But it, it yeah. I mean it it comes way up. It's it's pretty amazing. And then there's there are times that we've been down 
we've been down at the club during a king tide and the the ramps down onto the docks are parallel to the water well, oh wow okay i mean the 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 docks come up that much where the the ramp there's no slope on the ramp at all wow but thinking about back in our youth mm-hmm. the high tides in mission bay would come up to the flat down down um by mission beach on the bay side in ski ski not mariner's cove okay and the the tide would come up high enough that it would get up to the flat part of the beach and all through our growing up, when we had big storms that coincided with king tides or high tides, the water would come over the wall at the boardwalk. I do not, remember not that. Often. I, I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. It, but it was usually throughout but our it was, lifetime. It was usually during a storm, though. When, when correct when it hits the seawall, well, it was during the storm. And and the same if we have high surf, like if if this surf event coincided mm-hmm. with a high tide. Now yeah. a king tide, right. yeah. now part of the problem. Then we would ha- we will have that flooding, but it wasn't. It was always just part of life. For Thirty could, yeah, years ago, you're probably and right. And now it, it is a big, well, deal. A big or I, deal. Or I was a kid and I never paid any attention to well, that. It. Oh, that I was, did. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Watching watching the news and watching that gray sandy water mm. come over the. Uh, the oh, wall I remember South Mission. No, I remember. Cool. I do remember that, and I remember it was. Pre- I remember it was pretty cool. I guess the um, what I remember was we in the yeah. summertime we always wanted to go to. We always wanted to go to Mission Bay at low tide because it was a shorter swim over to the island in Enchanted Cove <laughs> yes. by the Hilton. Yeah. So I remember that. Yeah. That's funny as a kid. But you know where you grew up. You should have been worried that those tides were going to come wash all the way across and into your front yard. I know it would have been kind of a stretch. Well, yeah, a it would stretch. be a, it would be a huge stretch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably a couple hundred feet of that's elevation. What, that's what there, they're so. that's what they're implying now. Well, I know. Okay, I know. that's all. I I remember what was it the eighties, eighty nine or something like that when we had winter storms and and high tides and. The whole all all of Mission Beach got cleaned, yeah, well cleaned for us in the late eighties. I think it was. I think so. I don't remember. I, all right, I don't. Yeah, I don't it was a long that. time ago. It could have been last week for all I know, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, it's funny. I was trying to remember the. I was talking to somebody about it and remember the year that um, Lake Hodges overflowed for the first time, and I thought it was like nineteen seventy nine. Or 1980, right? But I think it, it might have been later than that. But I think it was. I think it was 79. Well, that's when I would have somewhere right around. There, I would yeah, have guessed, and know? that was the first time that Lake Hodges had overflowed since the 50s. Wow! Yeah. I mean, it had. That was it had a been of, a long time, and that was, was a lot a, of rain. That was a lot of because I remember. I remember my parents loading us up into the car to go see it. it. Like Everybody tech, went to tech, go see it. Exactly. It, it was yeah. it was bumper to bumper traffic on Del Dio's Highway, um, just to see it. And it, there was a there was a ton of water going over the right. going over the dam at that I got, point. I got to start siphons from my parents' backyard out to the front yard, and my reward for that. Mm-hmm. Was a gamma globulin shot to the uh, <laughs> to the rear end, just in case. Very nice. Um, we do not have classes this week or we, until the first until after the first, correct? Correct. Yeah, there are no January, classes yeah. at all in December. 
And what is our first class when we come back in January? For the Poway store, it is on winter fruit tree care. That'll be and pruning. And who's going to be teaching him? Tyler Tremble. Oh, that's right. Okay. okay, he was in yesterday. He was there. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't either. But so he's very busy. I can imagine. I would imagine so. And I don't think there's anything going on in Balboa Park through the end of. Actually, there. The, I think other there than is. well, yeah. ju- there's Jungle Bells at the oh. zoo. While you're looking at that, I just got notification that Doug Oliver, Channel Eight weatherman, remember Doug Oliver? Yeah, I remember. Passed away at ninety. Oh wow! I didn't realize he was that old. That's yeah. unfortunate. Um, the uh, San Diego Garden um, Botanical Garden Foundation at Bubble mm-hmm. Park in the mm-hmm. Casa de Prado is a class on cactus. It's, I'm sorry, not a class. A meeting on the Cactus and Succulent Society today. Oh, okay. from eight a.m. to seven p.m. in room one hundred one, and then the Bromeliad has a meeting from nine to one at room one hundred four. I don't typically hear oh, one hundred four. Okay, That's right next on. door. Yeah. Hang on for a second. That was in March. This is not timely information that came my way. I apologize for the Doug Oliver misinformation. Well, untimely information. Untimely information. Would you tell me again what's coming up? (laughs) Cactus and Succulent uh, Society has a meeting today from 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. That's a long meeting. That is a long day. Well, I would say it's probably a sale more so than a meeting Um, in the Casa de Prado room 101. And in room 104, the Bromeliad Society has a meeting. And just for the record, it's Dell. Dell what? Prado, not Day Prado. Oh, you're right. Sorry. That's all right. Okay. For the record, I sit corrected. Thank you. Well, last Wednesday, Wednesday night, we went with uh, some friends of ours to the uh, pre-opening of Jungle Bells at the zoo. Okay. Which is a they they do a very nice job. I mean it's it's a it's a pretty spectacular show that they put on there. Um, I don't know that it's quite as elaborate as what they do at the botanical garden but it's uh it's nice and they have oh, well and there there's some animals that you can see but they okay. they do the they do the bus tour and they have the skyfari going which i don't go on anymore <laughs> um it, it's my if. It's my crippling fear of heights yeah. that that prevents me from going you people. on. Right. Totally so it. so I'm not going to see you and Mark going nope. across there together. Nope. N- well, if you do, I'm going to be curled up in the fetal <laughs> position on the floor of the thing. So, yeah, so, yeah no, that's not, not, not something that's going to happen. I, I don't um, have but it's that a good fear. Show. I don't have the fear of heights on airplanes or rock climbing or bouldering or climbing trees, but driving mountain roads bothers me. I've got a yeah. road for you in South America. Where's that? Where are oh, those geez. little yeah, cliffside those... roads where they show? Oh, buses? I don't know. I <laughs> I have no idea Crazy. where those are. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'd avoid Tioga Pass then if I were you. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, dry, it, that that doesn't that doesn't bother me nearly. And and flying doesn't bother me yeah, as far as heights are concerned. But uh, yeah, ladders any. And, yeah. the, and on Anything. the opposite, none of that phases me. I can rock climb. Yeah. I can rappel. I've rappelled out of helicopters, and it didn't bother me. Yeah, but yeah. roads. Yeah. How about the overlook at the at the Grand Canyon? The glass bottom oh, overlook. Nope. With the, oh, I'm never going on canyon. that thing. No, thank you. <sighs> you guys, you, you're missing out. No, no, yes. I'm not. No, I, I, that, and uh, what's the oh. The building in Chicago, the 
The Sears the, Tower? The, no, it yeah. used to be the Hancock. Right. It's, I think the it's Han- the Hancock, Hancock Tower now, where they have the little glass cubes that slide yeah. out. And you can one of those actually broke one time. Did it come in. down? No, it did not. Did anybody but, fall through it? No. Okay. But still. That's not the no point. humans That's, were harmed in the making of this film. Just by just by I think, it'd be, I think yeah. it'd be neat. It would be concerning. Yeah, I would probably have a faster heart rate. While did, you I was didn't do that. While you went to the you you hiked the canyon. Yes. And you didn't. Did you go on that when you were there? No, okay. no, no, no. That's a different trek. But there are some areas where if you took a wrong step, that if you're the helicopter storm. might come. It happens for you. fairly it frequently not. up there. It, yeah, it happens fairly frequently at the Grand Canyon. People. Are stupid tumble exactly. I mean that that that's that's the bottom line. You know, there's a reason why there's a railing there, <laughs> and you, you don't go on the other side of it. Right. So I thought it was because uh, mom said don't go on the other side of it. Oh. No, no. Mom was a genius, but uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you'd like to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We would love to. We would love to talk to you. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. One thing I've no, one thing I noticed this week, George and you and I mentioned it a little bit the other day. Uh, the amount of scale that is showing up right now is we're not talking about hard water scale, are we? No, we're, we're talking about plant barnacles. Plant barnacles, oyster scale. Our, uh, customer sent me some pictures of their lemon tree that was overall. It didn't look too bad. I mean, it didn't look it didn't look great. But they took some close-ups of the fruit and the stems, and it was just completely... And it looks like the stem. It looks like the stem, yeah. Completely covered with scale. Uh, Completely covered. So I said, you know, I said, I think everything that you're doing is okay. I said, it's probably just the scale. Spray it with horticultural oil, get get that under control. I said, I think the plant's going to be fine. Immediately. Yeah. What was the gentleman's name from... Oceanside or Carlsbad that called us with his dead lemon tree and he sprayed it with hoard oil and it came came back back, within a month. Right. They are taking so much energy directly out of the stems. Imagine if you would the twilight zone. If we had leeches completely covering our body taking our energy from us. If you think about it like that and that's basically what it is. And when it's really bad there's no matter how much you water and feed, it's not getting to where it needs. No, not all, certainly not all of it. My um, mind just went to, to the African African Queen movie with Humphrey Bogart <laughs> with the leech scene. That, as you said, that I pictured it. Uh, I had a lady actually brought some citrus in against the big signs on our doors, not to bring them in, but uh, and they were two um, oranges covered in oyster scale. 
I had somebody brought in pictures of yep. um, an orange covered with, um, I think it was cottony cushion scale. Okay. So, it, and we had somebody was calling them there if their lemon tree had green spots on it, and I'm a, I presume that there were pieces of scale. There was scale in the middle of the green dots on the. Oh, probably. And they weren't yeah. seeing the scale itself. It it is. That well, that's perfect because it's a timely reminder. I had uh, Asian citrus psyllid in my house a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I sprayed everything with oil. And not only will that cake take care of Asian citrus psyllid and its uh, larval stage, the nymphs, it'll take care of scale really well. It'll take care of anything, yeah, if you spray it on them. But oh. then people that are concerned about spraying anything, well, first, horticultural oil is not a poison, technically. It suffocates them. It it suffocates the insects. It's a so, highly refined mineral oil. Yeah. So the so the good news is that if you have, and if you have, if you have fruit that has scale on it, the scale typically doesn't affect the quality of the fruit itself, the interior of it. No, it, but it's it, not something you're going to want to give away. No, but you can take it. You can you can you can pick it and you can wash the I'll scale off, it off and yeah. and, it, and it's fine. But fine, the other yeah. thing or too have is shellfish with your citrus. Well, there you go. Uh, you can. It does come off on your hands when you're peeling. Yeah, you know. If, if you, but if you spray with horticultural oil, it will. It suffocates the insects, whether it's on the fruit or on the stems. Um, but you can pick the fruit the same. You can right. har- you can harvest and eat the right. fruit the same day. Right. I mean, it, it's right. not a, it's it's not an issue. Do you know what else I noticed? I had on my citrus trees just last night. Still have living, fresh, uh, leaf miner. That's getting awfully cold that for that. It's very yeah. cold. It's very late. And the hoard oil didn't take care of that. But it's on the same plants well, that have new growth. Well, it usually doesn't. No, I know. Because it's, high, it's, it's protected by the leaf itself. By the leaf. It will take yeah. care of the moth, though, if the moth is somewhere if on the, the moth plant. Is right. Right. I haven't even looked at my citrus lately. I should probably. You're part it. of the problem. You I are could, part I of could the be. problem. Exactly. I, I probably am. Yeah. And then I saw the letter that you forwarded from... Uh, one of the big wholesalers here in San Diego who ended up in the quarantine zone and all of their citrus is now quarantined. Yes, and, and they, they were they, our primary supplier. They yeah. had the nicest looking stuff. And somebody came in yesterday looking for the closest thing to a Genoa lemon, and we had the the lemon of George's homeland. Si <laughs> Santa Teresa. So she got a Santa Teresa. Oh, I didn't even I know we know. had Santa Teresa lemons. We they've been gorgeous looking trees, but I think they're gone now. I don't think we have any of them left, and I can't get more right now. Yeah. So we'll have to see. They have filed an appeal to see if they can sell their citrus. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. See what happens. Well, yeah, we that's... have a Santa Teresa now at our house in what, the ground. Me so what's too. the what's the uh... It's a What's lemon. the big deal I mean, about sanitation? We we joke. You know, my 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 mom was a hundred percent Italian from the old country, mm-hmm. and it's we it's the lemon of my, my lemon family, of your people, my people. Yeah, yeah. So it's a eureka type. It's a thick skin, more acid variety, um, but it is a lemon. Just and, yeah. and it's a variety that we haven't had. And we had Genoa too, right? I never right, correct. I've never even heard of it. I had neither until we got them in. And the reason we kept getting them in is because they were such gorgeous trees. They are lesser known, so I think people yeah. bought them less, so they got bigger. 
and they were very nice trees uh, with fruit on them. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of the people, you know, what's the best lemon? Is one lemonier than the other? Well, I, I had a gentleman in this week, and I'm a huge fan of the Meyer lemon. Me too. Because right. it's juicy, it's productive, but it doesn't store well because it has a thinner, thinner skin. skin. You can't ship it. But it'll, st- uh, it'll stay on the tree for a long but time. This guy wanted his rind for twists for his martinis. And yeah, it's soft, not good for that. The soft skin of the Meyer lemon doesn't work. Doesn't do it. No, you need a th- you need a thicker skin for that one. Yeah. But but it, or to hang out with this or group. or just <laughs> or just or just get your martini with olives like a normal person. Well, I hope I hope uh well, the, he was buying it as a gift. It's still sitting at the nursery, and I hope they're not listening. Cause. The uh, Santa Teresa, though, is supposed to be rich in lemon sourness with a hint of sweetness. A hint? A hint. Just a touch. Hmm. Um, we talked briefly about Asian citrus psyllid and spraying with oil for all sorts of things, and there's a another quarantine. This time it's not in our county. This is up in San Bernardino and Riverside, but it's 550 square miles for oriental fruit fly. And we have wow. we have the Mexican fruit fly up in Valley Center. We have Asian citrus psyllid and HLB all over the county now. Well, in many areas of the county, which I think brings us to our reminder and admonition of the day is please don't bring stuff in right. from don't, out, out, of, out the of the county. county. Out of and the county. don't move yeah. citrus around this county anymore or anywhere else in the state. Um we're trying and, and to along those same lines. The black fig fly is a problem for we have that here, and right now the the main growing area in the Central Valley does not. So don't transport fig cuttings either, or yeah. fig, figs rather. I'm sitting back enjoying all of my fruits, and now they're going to go away. So do it for me. <laughs> it's about me. All about you. Uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go up to Penasquitos where Laura is waiting. Good morning, Laura. How are you? Very good. Thank you. What can I we do for you? I have a question. Sure. I have a question about my um, potted tangerine tree. It's probably about 15 years old, and it, I recently repotted it about three years ago. I normally either have a harvest one year or I don't have a harvest. And the harvest on the tree is usually um, is abundant. But this year is the weirdest thing I can't figure out. I spray with horticultural oil. Um, I only have tangerines that have grown on one branch. So I have about 40 tangerines, which look great and are turning their orange, but only on one branch. I can't figure out why. That's a good question. Did did it um was there any pruning it, that took place? Did it last Yeah, year. did it get did it get pruned last year at all? Um I might have pruned the some of the dead the dead branches, but yeah. I'm not significant pruning. Okay. Not significant. And it's got nice green leaves, but it's the weirdest thing. It's on the west side of the property and um next to a fence. I have not changed location at all. Well, maybe. Yet, I don't know if it's like the bees not accessing it over there. I don't. I don't know. It probably is related to the dead branches and the the cutback. If you cut back any non dead branches, um, it would take them a couple of years to regenerate blooming and fruiting wood, 
And if the dieback was due to drought stress or something, you may have killed back a portion of the tree. I would guess it was the hot side of the tree, the south or the west side of the tree, and damaged the either damaged the new growth as it was coming out or though those branches died back and you just have one branch that had enough uh, old fruiting wood on it and that's what's producing and it'll take it a season or two of good growth to come back out. Okay, so let me get this right. So even though the tree is completely full of foliage, it affected the fruiting. If it had died, well, I am presuming that it has died back on that side of the tree, and now you're seeing new growth coming back out. But okay. that is younger growth, and so maybe next year it'll bloom. Um, I'm guessing that was part of the dead branches you cut out, that it was a, part of a... Fruiting, a the fruiting one. But, yes. you know, something I was thinking, too, is, is it all the same tree, or did we get some trifolate growing up, and that's what's not flowering and fruiting off the graft? Right. You know, this is an old tree, and... And it's been pretty consistent all around. I usually have to prop up the branches. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I had called you guys about, geez, about five years ago about the grafting where you have the, the thorny part coming out, and right. I had taken care of that okay. based on what you guys had advised. Okay. But this is, this is just kind of weird. Never encountered this one. But maybe it is. I, I, you trimmed it back a little too far. That's very possible. That's, yeah. Very, yeah, I would. Okay. You know, keep keep doing what you're doing. It sounds like you know, if you if you got forty tangerines on it, it sounds like you're doing. It sounds like you're treating it yeah. well, and it's it's liking what you're doing. So I would keep that all the same, yeah. and then see what happens. See what happens this next season uh, during the flowering season. Take a look at it and see if you have even flowers over the over the entire plant. If you don't, then there's something else going on there because the it will not produce fruit where there's no flowers. So if you have one branch that's heavily that's heavily budded and blooming but the other branches are not then you have something else going on there okay and can i ask one more question sure uh pomegranates i also potted a pomegranate which did pretty well but and that that tree is about five years old but for some reason this season i had a bunch of flowers and i started getting pomegranates and they all fall off and they're pot. It's potted, also. You said, yes, yes. Okay. Um, well, I mean, water, water usually that, is going to be the, the big factor on that, especially in a pot. And and also, pomegranates produce so many flowers; a significant number of them are going to come off. But in a container, it's going to be hard to maintain just right to to keep the soil moisture where it needs to be to keep the flowers on, or not overdo it or underdo it and cause them to get stressed and drop off. So I'd consider okay. trying to find a place to put it in the ground or at least get a bigger pot for it now. Okay, okay. I guess I'll be visiting you guys then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and bring, bring some pictures of that citrus tree that, that is flowering, I mean, that's fruiting only on one side because I think we'd be curious to see if it's, you know, what else might be going on with it. Sure, I'd love, I'd love the help. Okay, we're happy to do it. Laura, thank you very much well, for the call. You. Have a great have a great weekend. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this.
get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we're going to head out to El Cajon where Eric is waiting. Good morning, Eric. How are you? Good. See, I've been raising Brussels sprouts for a year. I used to have a few of them that are about five, six feet tall. Did really well out on a back slope. I've now got about 30 of them in the uh, planter boxes in the backyard. Uh, a couple of them are three or four feet tall. About a dozen and a half of them are probably couple, two or three feet, Paul. I went through a lot of uh, aphid problems, which I've got in check now, but they never seem to bud or ball up. I was wondering if there was any supplements or anything else I can do or what they like, and I'll hang up and listen to your answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, sounds like do a plan. You, do you think the weeder bodybuilder uh, powders would help shoulders? them build up or no? I, think, I don't think it's going to work. Okay. I'm going to look at you. Well, to, I, I, yeah. I've given up on Brussels sprouts because of the aphid problem. I because I try to grow organically and I've not had a lot of success keeping them yeah, at it's, bay. It's crazy. Um, are you? Will you grow? Well, he's not on the air. Okay. I, I'm, I'm wondering if they were starting. Oh, okay. Field. Did you did you start in the summer or or is this a winter crop that you're growing? Because they're a winter crop. Are they a seasonal crop one year or? Is yeah, they something that's correct. Seasonal? Yeah, it's a it's a seasonal crop. You'll put them in the in the fall uh, as a winter crop, cool season crop, and then you'll harvest them in the early spring. And then they're done. And then they're done. Typically, yes. Really, because I had one that lasted about seven years. It almost got like a Diffenbachia plant. It was taller <laughs> than me, and it would nod you up and give me the best Brussels sprouts ever. These have been growing for. Multiple years. That's I've got, yeah. I've got three of them in a container that are about, I don't know, three or four feet tall. Got large stems on them. They stay through it all year, all season long. Does it produce? But, produ- but does it does it produce Brussels sprouts all year it, or? It does. It starts to, and then they tend to blacken up. I think most of this was the aphid problem, but they never they never turn into balls like the ones I've had, and I've been doing this for years. Huh. What do you feed them? Uh, just basically a lot of organic mulch on it. Uh, I don't really give them any supplements. I'm just keeping the aphids at bay this year. I've been out spraying every day now for a couple weeks, and I've got that in check. Now they're starting to look healthy. But what I found surprising is they did better after I kept them for two or three years. What are you, what are you feeding just, them? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, what are you spraying with? Uh, just soap and water. Don't have an answer uh, other than yeah. feeding. I mean, uh, feeding with you said organic yeah. material. I don't know if, if you're actually providing maybe enough nitrogen for it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I would being a foliar crop, you'd right. want you'd want a fair amount of nitrogen in there. You might try supplementing with an, with a with a like a with Doctor Earth uh, tomato and vegetable food, um, and actually give it a, an organic fertilizer to um, help boost some growth on that. That might help. Yeah. And how often would you say I do that? Oh, it's usually about eight, eight weeks. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah if you're using like Dr. Earth, it's every, every eight weeks, every two months, typically. Yeah. Yep. And okay. I might try just doing well, some as a winter crop and see if you know if you get the the burst of Brussels sprouts. Yeah, you might try putting. Yeah, if I'm, those plants are a few years old, you might try put try starting out some new, new one, ones yeah. and see what happens. I've I've got about. 
15 of them that are new right now, and I just want to nurture them and see if I can do something. I was just amazed how that, you know, if they're seasonal, how good the one did, because they turn into really big, really pretty ornamental plants when they get super tall. They look like a house dip in Bakia when I get them. And they get, they get five or six feet tall. Huh. Yeah, they'll get some heights to them as they, as they get right. older. It, it looks yeah. like the, the keys are food. Keeping them well fed, keeping them well watered. Don't ever let them get drought stressed, and keeping them right. separated out, not crowded, are the keys to getting them to form yeah, the that's heads. Pretty much where they were are. So I think I'll go with some nitrogen every six or eight weeks and see if that does anything to spur any uh, food on them. Right? Yeah. They're just too pretty. I just like them. You know, they just look really good. So if I can get some fruit out or some, you know. Brussels sprouts. I'm happy. If not, I'll just keep playing with them. You <laughs> you've know? got to. You've I, got to love them if you're spraying them almost daily to yeah, keep that, the aphids off, which is why great. I gave up. I just didn't want to spray yeah. daily, and I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, I'm just trying to get a little tip because I'm retired, so I got not time to give the backyard love. I've been here for 40 years, so I've got fruit trees and all kinds of stuff. Oh, God bless. That's awesome. Exactly. I, I appreciate what you do, and you guys being there, and you guys have a wonderful day, and keep nurturing them plants. Thank you Thank very you, much. Sir. You too, as well, Eric. Have a great weekend. Take All care. Right, take care now. Take care. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening in Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Um, during the break, we were talking about another pest that you said Kevin Grangetto has seen. Oh, the avocado lace bug, yes. And it does similar kind of etching of the leaves as the lantana lace bug. And it's funny that he texted me that today because I noticed some on one of my avocado trees, on my reed avocado, last week. And now I have to go from the cupboard in the garage (laughs) with the horticultural oil to the tree after hooking it up to a hose and turning on the hose. And that part hasn't happened yet. I see. But you've, identi- also, you've identified the problem. Oh, I know what the problem is. And, and he I has a solution. Do. Yes. It's just implementing And I the have the solution at home. Uh, funny thing is, is I asked him about the perseamite because the enormous Haas avocado next to the reed has the perseamite. The reed does not have it. And he said they usually die off in the winter when it gets cold. Yeah, he said it's usually just damage on the older leaves and just let it go. I don't know if I can do that. Well, I you guess can. I can. It's what I can. do. It's what I do, and I do it well. I do but one I, thing, and I do it well. Yeah, but I can't accept it. It's going to bother me that it's there. I'm not going to do anything about it, but it's going to bother me that it's there. What I need to do is let go of it bothering me that it's there and assume, well, he's kind of an expert in that field, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. could call him that. Yeah. I guess I guess I could. Yeah, like, I don't I don't see um, persamite anywhere near as much as we did 25 years ago right i mean it was it was rampant well you know it's funny that how that how cycles, things like that how yeah. things cycle like that the other thing that you don't see anymore is um or very rarely is giant whitefly oh well, i think it's making I, I, it's, it's making, making its way back I, I have yeah. seen in the last two weeks probably eight or ten people have come in with White fly. Recently, it yeah. is it is it's starting to come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. but but I mean it was yeah it was every, it was, was rampant yeah, like twenty five years ago. It was everywhere. I I blamed somebody who 
for my perseamite because I was assuming it was from the dust of the animals in my yard, from the alpacas and goats that mm-hmm. were curating dust, and they were right next to the tree, and that was creating the conditions that the mites would uh, like. But I haven't had those animals for few years, five now. plus years, mm-hmm. and still, there's kind of a yeah. big resurgence of perseamite. So I guess I can't blame anybody for that. Sure you can. Blame yourself for not going out there and spraying periodically. Well, I have. I was up on the top of a ladder with a bottle of horticultural oil because that's what the person I paid to come out and spray twice over like a three- or four-year period. It clears it up very well. Or, <laughs> or, or as Kevin would, would say, I guess it took care of itself, but I paid somebody still to come out and spray the tree. Um, but I did it on the ladder, but I went through a court with just a fraction of the tree, and I can't do a very good job on a, I mean, it must be a 25 or 30-foot tall and wide tree on the fence line. So half, of, not half, but a side of it's in the neighbor's yard too. So it doesn't make it really, I can't do it it's efficiently. But I did stay on the ladder that time. Well, that was years that, ago. That's a win. Yeah, that's, a, that's a win. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to head up to North County where Candace is waiting. Good morning, Candace. How are you? Fine. Thank you for answering. Um, yes, I have a couple questions. Certainly. The first one is um, we want to start a greenhouse right now in winter. We're in North County. And what would you suggest um, to us who have never started a greenhouse? And then what type of plants would be good to start right now? The second question is um, I've never been to your store, so could you tell me a little bit what you have inside your store and what I can expect, etc. Well, as far as the greenhouse is concerned, are you looking? Are you looking to start a greenhouse to grow vegetable crops or uh, just yes? Okay. Um, well, I think the the next question might be: Are you growing them? You want to grow them in the greenhouse all year, or is this just a place to start them so you can put them out in the spring? Um, maybe both. Well, we usually don't need greenhouses here because of temperature so Mm -hmm. we can grow different crops year-round here so if you wanted to grow tomatoes which is a warm season crop in the winter then you would need a greenhouse but most people switch over at this time of the year from the warm season things to the cool season crops that don't need a greenhouse Uh, they Mm -hmm. just need the soil and that's all the leaf crops the lettuces cabbage kale and your root crops it depends what you what you want to grow Really, as to whether or yeah. not you want a greenhouse or yeah, you can. I mean, you can grow anything in the greenhouse with the heat, and right. you know, you can grow tropicals. You can grow a lot of different things that you can't do outside. The only additional factor you would have to put in there would be the uh, light. You'd need more light if you're going to grow something that would normally be a warm season plant. So, mm-hmm. the greenhouse is to what is your? Why do we want the greenhouse? Is it well for one thing? The um, there are gophers, there are bunnies. Okay. There's all you know sorts of animals, and then I can control the yeah, environment you, a lot more. You certainly can. Well, right now, if you were to get a greenhouse, I would put in leaf, flower, and root crops, and you want as little opaqueness on the top of the greenhouse as possible at this time of the year to let as much light in as you can. Okay. And then. Um Early in the spring, you could you could start switching out, putting in some. You could put tomatoes in at that point when they. You can get a jump on uh, 
tomato crop if you put them into, into a greenhouse and get them started that way as well. Yeah, all okay. the fruiting crops, um, right? Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then okay. your second question with regard to the nursery, it's that's a big question. We, we, we have everything. Everything. Yeah, except problem. for greenhouses. Right? Yeah, we don't. Exactly. We do not have. We don't we have, don't have greenhouses, unfortunately. I mean, a large, um, large vegetable um, selection. We have tons of fruit trees. Where we'll be having roses here next week or so. We herbs, herbs, yeah. uh, herbs cactus, tropicals, succulents. orchids, a lot of house plants, I mean, a very wide variety of plants, depending on what your interest might be. And then just about any any potting soil, soil right. amendment, mulch, fertilizer, yeah. any. Uh, kind of a control. full service. Yeah, it def- a, yeah, a full service garden center. I would say. And if you okay, catch you. George and me on the right day, we'll even be nice to you when you come in. <laughs> <laughs> Most days. Um, and do you have people come to um, private homes to help them with their yard? Yes, we do. We can we can arrange that as well. Mm-hmm. And David would be Great. the person. Uh, David would be the person to talk to if you want to give give him a call at the Poway store later. Or if you come in and you can ask for him, um, he can give you all the details on that as well. That sounds great. Well, thank you very much. You guys have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Thank you very much. Take care. Have a great weekend. Ha. Bye. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. George, you just got back from a trip. We did. That's where you were gone last weekend. And uh, where, why don't you tell everybody where you went? So um, Capri and I and our good friend Mary, uh, Mary was kind enough to take us up on this trip. We went to Vancouver and then we took a ferry over to Victoria and we went to the Bouchard. It's actually, everyone says Bouchard, but it's Bouchard Gardens uh, for their Magic of Christmas display. And it was incredible. Uh, I've been to the gardens before in their, you know, in the summer when it was in, in bloom, it was spectacular. But this garden, the the Christmas light show was incredible. It was, it's hard to describe. I don't, and none of the pictures did justice of what it was. Um, for those that don't know, that garden has been around since 1904. It was a limestone quarry. Uh, a gentleman named Robert and his wife Jeannie Bouchard, Bouchard, uh, moved there to get the limestone to make a cement factory. And there's one, hmm. one large chimney still there that was from the original factory down in the quarry. And then in 1912, as those limestone deposits started to um, evaporate, they, they were being used. They were gone. Uh, she saw this big quarry and thought it would make a neat garden. So they started backfilling it with topsoil. They had you know carts and mules and horses and such to bring uh, topsoil in. And now it is a world-renowned uh, garden. And they have 
thousands of roses. They have well, none of that's visible, obviously, this time of year. But the light show was was called the Magic of Christmas. They did it with the Twelve Days of Christmas, and you walked this trail. So you know you had you know a partridge in a pear tree, and then the next were two turtle doves, then three uh, French hens, mm-hmm. four birds of calling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, as you walk through the garden, that was gorgeous. that sounds spectacular. I went there. It was maybe ten or eleven. We were up visiting my grandmother who lived in central Washington, and my dad took us over to took us over to took it well to Bremerton. I remember we were in Bremerton, and then I remember taking the ferry over to Victoria, and then going to see. He took us to Bouchard Gardens, and I remember it, I remember it being spectacular. I don't remember any details about it, but I remember it being a, just a spectacular place. We uh, we did high tea in what was the original residence for the family, mm-hmm. and over the years it's transformed. in In the nineteen twenties, they um, got rid of the tennis court and put in their uh, Italian garden, and then they uh, Japanese gardens on on the property as well. And then in nineteen thirty nine, they gifted it to their grandson, who now it's still in the family to this oh, really? day. Right. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah I would highly recommend going up and. And checking it out. If you get the opportunity, it is well worth it. Uh, and what's neat about it, and I think they actually say they have five seasons for the because of the Christmas season, in addition to your regular four seasons. But um, it was it's it's hard to describe it or put into words other than spectacular uh, and well worth the visit. And now, the weather held out too. We were very concerned because there, there was a big storm coming, uh, and it the, we had great weather during our nighttime visit. Little sprinkle, but the next day torrential downpour from the entirety of the morning till we we left in the airport. It was a lot of rain. I've seen amazing pictures of it in all different times of the year, but how large of an area is it? You know, I, I didn't get that. I, I can look it up for you. It's acres and acres. It's it's a big place, uh, but well, what's it? I, I think I sent you some pictures of two giant coastal redwoods, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that were planted in 1934 from seedlings. And they were ninety years old here shortly, and they're 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 gorgeous. It's part of a pathway. You walk through these two giant redwoods, sequoias. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Coast redwoods. Coast redwoods. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even say that. But the coast redwoods. Yes. And the other thing that was pretty neat is their, their rose garden is is huge. That's the only thing that's labeled. They don't. Have, oh, all really? The other, all, a lot of the plants aren't. Well, the labeled. coast redwood was labeled. Well, that I... was that was specifically because it was planted in 1934. But yeah, as far as like all the different plants, they said that the roses are the only every is the only thing that's completely labeled with each rose. Interesting. They had a sign that specifically said that. What what state of dormancy was the rose garden in? Did you? Did yeah, you... we we walked right past it because it took us to the. Um, I think it was what's the ladies dancing nine ladies dancing in the song yeah. anyway. Uh, they were pruned back heavily, and they, there's mulch, big, thick pile of mulch around every single to keep them from freezing. Uh, rose, and it, it does get cold there, but it it, it is temp. You know, it's it's moderated by the the water all around it, so yeah. it's not. There's still a lot of green. The lawns are all green. It, it was quite nice. It sounds spectacular. Yeah. So, Butar Gardens in Victoria in British Columbia. Correct. Okay. Yep. We're going to go out to La Mesa where Mark is waiting. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for holding. What can we do for you? Yes, good morning. Uh, actually, I have two questions. Um, first of all, do fruit trees age out? Uh, I have one that died. It was about my grandfather planted it 100 years ago, I guess. And uh, second question would be about, is uh, bat guano a universal fertilizer? Uh, well, first, to answer the bat guano question, it's a, it's a good source of rapid-release nitrogen. 
Uh, it's not what I would call a balanced fertilizer, but if you need to get some growth going on something pretty quickly, you can you can use it. I would I would be careful of using too much of it for fear that you might get some burn on it uh, because it does release the nitrogen fairly quickly. But it's a it it's a it's a high nitrogen fast release organic fertilizer. Great. Well, thank you. And okay. how old is the as far as the trees are concerned? Lawrence, the Washington up in Riverside, isn't it? It's over a hundred years old. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, but but plum trees sometimes yeah, are, cannot be very won't be very long what lived. What type of tree is it? Yeah. yeah. What kind of tree was it that you had? It was a navel orange. It was what? An orange citrus. N- navel. Yeah. Oh. I mean they they can last. A, like, they can last for a very long time. What was the one yeah. up in Riverside? What, oh, over a hundred years. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, they can live for a long time, so it's... <laughs> yeah, it just died all this, you know, over about a year uh, last year, so I'm just wondering if, if I killed it or if it would just... No, aged. we'll just stay it aged well, out. It's, yeah. it's the Christmas time of the year, so yeah. we will tell you that it just aged out. <laughs> well, very good. Uh, thank you very much, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, you too, Mark. So have a great weekend. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Ullman. We'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew? or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>